ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the companions were coming back from tabuk and they had run out of water so much so that abu bakr radiyallahu anhu approached the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said O Messenger of Allah, our throats are so dry. Our throats are so dry, they feel like they're being cut. So supplicate to Allah so that He may send rain down to us in the middle of the desert. Not a cloud in the sky. The Messenger of Allah raises his hands and supplicates to Allah, and the sun or the, the, the clouds start to fill the sky and the rain came down with the hand of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he lowered his hands. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded to them when they needed. With us, when we have problems and we raise our hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it only, it feels like it's getting worse all the time. When we see all the calamities and things that are happening, to the Muslims, we raise our hands and it seems like it's only getting worse. What is the difference? What has changed during those times and the times that we are living in right now? Well, let's check ourselves. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Ta'arraf ilallahi Ya'arifka fi shidda. Know Allah in times of ease and he will know you in times of hardship meaning be obedient to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in times of ease and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be there for you in times of difficulties and we know that the ummah is going through difficult times right now the muslims in the west we are going through difficult times also right now times in which we need to return to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we need the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to descend upon us. So what we need to do is we need to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We always speak about change, but where do we start? And how can we change for the better or for the best? 
The first thing that we have to start with is changing how we respond to Allah and His Messenger. When we look at the time of the Prophet the companions, whenever they received a prohibition or received a command or a prohibition, they were quick in the obedience of Allah and His Messenger. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verses re prohibiting alcohol and intoxicants, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent a caller onto the streets of Medina and he said, Ala inna al-khamra qad hurrimat, ala inna al-khamra qad hurrimat, ala inna al-khamra qad hurrimat. Hear ye, hear ye, intoxicants have been prohibited. Hear ye, hear ye, intoxicants are now prohibited. And so Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu, he said in hadith in Sahih Bukhari, he said, I was in the house of Abi Talha, and some of us were pouring, others were drinking, and some of us had raised the cup to our lips. And upon hearing the caller, everybody stopped what they were doing immediately. Nobody took another sip, nobody took another cup, nobody poured anything else. They immediately went to the containers. Not only did they stop there, they immediately went to the containers and they poured it onto the streets of Medina until the streets of Medina were flowing with, with wine. And did they stop there? No, they didn't stop there. They were quick in the obedience, but they also never wanted to ever, they never wanted to even think about going back again. They went to the containers that they used to use to put the wine and they smashed the containers. They smashed the containers. And so this is an example of how quick the companions were in, in following the orders of Allah and His Messenger. But when you look at us, every time we hear of a prohibition, we always say, Inshallah, tomorrow. Inshallah, after I get married. Inshallah, after I graduate. Inshallah, after I finish my payments. Inshallah, after I make Hajj, Inshallah, after I retire. And that's what we do every single day. The sun may rise tomorrow, but we may not. But we keep on delaying and procrastinating every single day. And when we look at some of the companions in another situation, another case, Abdullah ibn Rawaha radiallahu anhu was walking to the masjid and the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had seen some people behind or in the back of the masjid standing up and he said, everybody sit down, ijlisu. Abdullah ibn Rawaha had not entered the masjid yet, he was still outside. And upon hearing that familiar voice, the voice of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ordering the companions to sit down, he did not take another step. He did not take another step. He stopped where he was and he sat outside in the sun because he was afraid of going against the orders of the Prophet And when the Messenger of Allah was finished with the khutbah, some of the companions told him what Abdullah ibn Rawaha did. And he said to him, he said, May Allah increase you in the obedience of Allah and His Messenger. <clears throat> but many of us, when we want to do something, when we ask a question to find out whether something's halal or haram or not, even when it comes to that, 
we're not sincere. Some of us, we want to, for example, buy a house or do something that's, that, that we feel is not permissible. But when we see the Shaykh come, we, come, we ask him. And he might say, no, it's not permissible to buy a house from interest-based loans and so forth. But then you explain your situation. He says, no, that's not permissible. Find some, some other alternative. So the next time the shaykh, another sheikh comes, another scholar comes to town, you ask, this, ask, the, same, ask the same question again. The sheikh says, no. If you ask often enough, you will find somebody who will say, okay, in your situation, yes, especially nowadays, everybody's giving fatwa left and right. You'll find somebody, yes, you will. But the thing is, why do we keep on asking? The reason we keep on asking, or some of us keep on asking, is because we've already made our decisions. And we want somebody to justify our desires. And so when we find somebody who gives a fatwa close enough to what we want, we say, that's it right there, that's the correct. No, but deep down inside we know that it is wrong. But we try to justify our actions. And we're not really looking for the truth. Many of us, we go fatwa shopping. We've already decided on what we want. So we find somebody who agree with us and make us feel better, better and soothe us. That's all. But as Muslims, we have to be sincere and seek the truth as it is the truth. Because when a person knows something is not permissible, or when they know that they should be doing certain things and they don't do it, maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will blind that person just like the Yahud. They knew that the Prophet was truly a prophet and messenger of God. But when he came to them, they denied it. They rejected him. Based upon knowledge, they knew that he was truly a prophet and messenger. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blinded them and made their hearts go astray. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, When they went astray, Allah made their hearts go astray. Why? Because they knew that he was a prophet and messenger of God. And they knew that they should follow him, but they didn't do so. And so they went astray, or they, they were arrogant. And they didn't want to follow him, even though they knew that he was truly a prophet and messenger. And so some of us, we know what we should do. Or we know that we should be abstaining from certain things. But we still procrastinate, and we delay. And that's something that's dangerous. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhaladheena amanu stajeebu lillahi wa lirrasul. O you who believe, give your response to Allah and His Messenger. Ya ayyuhaladheena amanu stajeebu lillahi wa lirrasul. Iza da'akum lima yuhyikum. When they call you to that which gives you life. So you want to revive your iman. You want to strengthen yourself then we have to change in the way we respond to Allah and His Messenger. Because a lot of us, we get caught up in so much sins that we no longer feel remorseful when we commit some of those sins. We don't even see them sometimes as sins. Do you know why? Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi, he said, that's a sign 
When a person commits a sin and he's not remorseful, it's a sign that his heart is dead. It's a sign that his heart is dead. He's not even remorseful when he commits that sin. So how do you revive it? We have to change the way we respond to Allah and His Messenger and make that conviction right now that when we hear a command from Allah, we follow right away. And this is something that is so important that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by Himself. He swears by the sun and the moon and the stars and the day and the night. He swears by whatsoever He pleases. But when He swears by something, it's to signify and to emphasize what is coming up or that statement that's mentioned. And so if He swears by Himself, how important is the statement going to be? And that's exactly what He did in Surah An-Nisa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِي مَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَضَيْتْ وَيُسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا and nay, by your Lord of Muhammad. Allah is swearing by the Prophet for swearing by himself. He's saying, by your Lord O Muhammad. They shall not believe. They shall not believe. Until they make you a, dis a judge in all their disputes amongst themselves. And then they find no resistance whatsoever in what you have decreed. And they surrender to it with the fullest of conviction. So whatever Allah has ordered us to do, it is all good for us. It is all good. And whatever has been prohibited, it is bad and harmful to us. Because Allah knows what's best for us. And Allah is more merciful to us than we are towards ourselves even. And so if there's a prohibition, then abstain from it and stay away from it immediately because it's all good. But sometimes we procrastinate. But when you look at the time of the, during the time of the companions, they were quick in the obedience of Allah and His Messenger. They were so quick, they were quick, even when they would see things that he would do, they would follow immediately. One time the Messenger of Allah وسلم, was standing in prayer in the masjid, and he took off his shoes in the middle of prayer. They used to pray with their shoes on in the masjid. And the masjid was made of dirt during those days, very simple. And so he came, he was leading the people in prayer. And then all of a sudden he took off his shoes. And all the companions, when they saw him doing so, they did the same thing. So they all took off their shoes. After the prayer, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, turned around and he said, after seeing them all take off their shoes also, he said, What made you take off your shoes? Why did you take off your shoes? And they said, we saw you doing so, so we did so, O Messenger of Allah. Look at that, look at that. Immediately, no questions asked. When they saw him doing so, they did it. And so he said, I took off my shoes because Jibreel came to me 
and informed me there was other, there was filth on my shoes, and so I took them off. Not all of you guys have filth on your shoes. And so, do you see how quick the companions were? Even in things that were not haram, whatever the Messenger of Allah liked, they wanted to do that also. Because they loved the Prophet When you love somebody, you want to imitate them. And that's why we see the, the non-Muslims imitating their movie stars and their singers and the sports stars. And corporations pay them millions and millions of dollars because they know that people want to be like their superstars or like their, the movie stars that they, that they love. And so they pay millions of dollars because people will copy and imitate whatever they wear, the people will wear. However they walk, the people will walk that way also. Whatever they eat, the people will eat also. And so that's why they pay them so much money. Because when you love somebody, you want to imitate, you want to follow them. And you want to be quick in doing so. But with, we have the best example in the Prophet ﷺ. We're not talking about people who get married two weeks and then get divorced or go out of rehab and inside rehab and so forth. An endless cycle of psych seeing psychiatrists and so forth. No. These are, he is the best of mankind, not the worst of mankind, like some of these movie stars and so forth. No. And the, and the singers and so forth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us to follow and imitate His example and be quick in doing so. During the time, the companions, like Abu Ayyub al-Ansari radiallahu anhu, he had the privilege of hosting the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his house before the masjid and before his rooms were built. And Abu Ayyub al-Ansari radiallahu anhu brought some food to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so he put the platter down and he left. When he came back to take the food, he saw that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had not eaten anything from it. And so he said, Haram and who? Is this haram? So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said no. And by the way, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never complained about food. As Aisha radiallahu anha, she said, Ma'aba Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ta'amun qad idha ishtahahu akal wa illa tarak. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never complained about food. If he, li he liked it, he would eat it. If he didn't, he would just leave it. It's not good manners to complain about food. Especially your wife's cooking. And so, he didn't touch the food. And Abu Ayyub al-Ansari was worried. But why didn't the Prophet ﷺ touch the food? The reason was because it had garlic. And the Messenger of Allah ﷺ did not want his, smell, his mouth to have a foul smell coming from it at any time. Because at any time of the day or night, Jibreel could be coming down with revelation. And he never wanted his mouth to have a foul smell coming from it. And so he had a reason not to eat it. And he said to him, he said, well, He said, well, He said, it's not haram, but I dislike it. Meaning because it had garlic in it. And you know, Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, upon hearing those words from the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, by Allah, by Allah, O Messenger of Allah, I dislike it also. La ilaha illallah. Do you think he disliked that food? That was probably his favorite. If you had a guest, the likes of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, would you give him anything less than the best, less than your favorite? Would you? You would choose the best. You would choose your favorite. 
you would choose whatever you like the most. But when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I, didn't like, I, don't like, I dislike it because he had a reason to do so. It's not haram. But Abu Ayyub al-Ansari radiallahu anhu, he said, by, by Allah, I dislike it also. Subhanallah. Before that, it was probably his favorite food. But upon hearing that from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he didn't like it. And that's how the companions were. They were quick in the obedience of Allah and His Messenger. And they want to follow His footsteps. They want to follow His actions immediately. They didn't want to delay it at all. They never delayed. They were quick. And if we're quick in following the orders of Allah and His Messenger, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will also be quick when we are in need. Know Allah in times of ease. And he'll know you in times of hardship. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين. وأصلي وأسلم على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغدا واتقوا الله واتقوا الله واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون The companions of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم they were quick in the obedience of Allah and His Messenger. And it wasn't just the men, even the women during the time of the Messenger of Allah A woman came with her daughter and she had two thick bracelets of gold. And the Prophet saw them. And he said, Do you give the zakat of this gold? And she said, No. And so the Prophet said, would you, like to, would you like those two bracelets to be turned into fire on the Day of Judgment? I want you to imagine if this were in our time. Imagine the pious woman amongst our earth and amongst us. Imam sees thick bracelets on a woman. He says, do you give zakat of those bracelets? Now a pious woman, would, what would she do? She would probably say, oh Imam, no, actually I didn't know you had to. I didn't know you had to give zakat on something that I wear. Maybe. And so maybe the, if the Imam says, no, you do have to. The pious amongst us will probably say, well, Imam, how much, uh, how much do I have to give of it? How much zakat for this? And the Imam, of course, will tell, him, will tell her how much. But, when, but during the time of the Prophet when this happened, and the Prophet said, Would you like that Allah change these two bracelets to fire? She took them off and she said, No, these two are for Allah and His Messenger. Immediately. These two are for Allah and His Messenger. And so once they did something, they never want to come back to it ever again. If they, they were quick in the obedience of Allah and His Messenger. In fact, one time the Messenger of Allah saw a companion with a gold ring. And previously, in Hadith Ali ibn Abi Talib, he said, and the mimbar, he held up gold and silk. And he said, These two, gold and silk, are prohibited for the male of my ummah. So a companion had a gold ring. 
And the Prophet saw it and he took it and he tossed it. And he said, Why would one of you want to take the ember of the fire and put it on his hands? Why would you want to do something like that? And so the companion walked away from that gold ring. And the people around him saw that. And they went and they approached him and they said, Why don't you take your ring? And this is a gold, gold ring. This is something that's precious. It's not garbage here. Something that is very valuable. And so, do you know what the companion said? He said, Wallahi la abadan He said, By Allah, I'm never going to touch it again as long as the Messenger of Allah has tossed it. And that's how the companions were. They never wanted to go back to it ever again. When they made that conviction, they made it with the fullest of conviction. They know that that's what's best for them and they don't even want to turn back to it ever again. But with us sometimes, when we know something is haram and we start repenting from those things, like there's some of us we know, maybe you get to a point where you say, you know what, Astaghfirullah, I don't want to listen to that music anymore. I don't want to listen to... I'm going to get rid of these CDs or whatever it is, I'm going to get rid of them. So that they put, you, you, get the, you bring your shoebox, you put it away, and you stuff it away in the attic. Why do you stuff it away in your attic? You might say, well, because I spent a lot of money on it. Yes, maybe you did spend a lot of money on it. But you said you repented from it, why are you putting it away in the attic? Well, maybe, and you're thinking, the reason why you do, you're doing that, maybe it's because you're thinking, maybe if I... One day my might turn back to it, it'll still be there. You still have that intention to maybe come back to it. You never make that full conviction to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to change for the best. And that's what's wrong with us nowadays. And that's why on the day of judgment, when we're standing between, between us and Jannah, and the only thing standing between us and paradise, will be the hellfire in a bridge called the Sirat. It will be very, very dark, very sharp, sharper than the blade of a sword. And you fall to the right and you fall to the left, that's the hellfire. And then there will be hooks that will come up and grab people who are on that. And people will cross it. Some people will cross it just like lightning. Some people will cross it crawling. Some people will cross it like a rider on a horse, on a speeding horse. And some people will crawl and not make it. Imagine yourself now at that moment. How fast do you think you will cross that bridge? How fast do you think you, can cross, you will cross it? You will not cross it because you work for the circus, no. It's not your acrobatic abilities that will help you cross it. It will be your deeds and your actions and your faith that will help you cross it. And every one of us here, when we put ourselves in that situation, we have an idea of how fast we're going to cross it. And so we have an idea. You may say, how? Well, I want to remember you cross it because of your deeds. So every one of us, we know how we are. 
when it comes to obeying Allah and His Messenger. Some of us, when it's time to pray, and we know we should be praying, we delay and delay and delay, and we stretch it until the end of time. We sit there watching football, basketball, and whatever it is, as if prayer is something that's secondary. And that game is much more important. So when it comes to the obedience of Allah, we're very slow. And if you're slow in the obedience of Allah and His Messenger, that's how fast you're going to cross that bridge. And there are some will be like lightning. Why? Because when they hear the call of Allah, they are quick in the obedience of Allah and His Messenger. And when they know something is prohibited, they are quick in abstaining and staying away from it. They don't say tomorrow, next week. Allah has given us many chances. Every day we wake up, every morning we wake up, is another opportunity for us to change. It's another opportunity, but today might be that last, the last day. How many, how many opportunities has Allah given to us already? So this is the time, it's now. Today, is yesterday's tomorrow. When we said tomorrow, that is, it's, not, it's right now. So don't delay in the repentance and returning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And be quick in the obedience of Allah and His Messenger. Because if we're not, Allah can change our hearts at any time. He says, Ya O you who believe, give your response to Allah and His Messenger when they call you to that which gives you life. And then he says, he gives a warning, And know, That Allah can come between a man and his heart. That maybe you made the intention to change, inshallah, after I get married, then after you get married. Because you knew that you should have, been, you should have done it before this. But you kept on procrastinating. When that time comes, maybe you will not be able to. If you're, ever even, if you're even given that opportunity. Some of us, we say after Hajj, after you get married, after you retire, after this and after that. And then when death comes, when the angel of death comes, he doesn't ask you, are you ready? No. You don't get that opportunity to ask. And every day, we're closer to that. And every day could be the last day, the last opportunity that we have. There are many people last year who were here, but they're not here right now. And we, we, we ourselves, our faces might be the next faces that we'll be missing next year. Allahumma gfiru lil-Muslimina wal-Muslimat, wal-Mu'minina wal-Mu'minat, al-Ahya'i minhum wal-Amwat. Allahumma ati nufusana taqwaha, wa zakiha anta khayru man zakaha, anta waliyuha wa maulaha. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin. اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر عداءك عداء الدين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما Welcome, son.
الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله Allahu Akbar Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka Na'bud wa Iyaka Nasta'in Ihdina Sirat Al-Mustaqim صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين والليل إذا يغشى والنهار إذا تجلى وما خلق الذكر والأنثى إن سعيكم لشتى فأما من أعطى واتقى وصدق بالحسنى فسنيسره لليسرى وأما من بخل واستغنى وكذب بالحسنى فسنيسره للعسرى وما يغني عنه ماله إذا ترد إن علينا للهدى وإن لنا للآخرة والأولى فأنذرتكم نارا تلظى لا يصلاها الأشقى الذي كذب وتولى وسيجنبها الأتقى الذي يؤتي ماله يتزكى وما لأحد عنده من نعمة تجزى إلا ابتغاء وجه ربه الأعلى ولسوف يرضى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضال 
عبدتم ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد لكم دينكم وليدين الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله